I'm Taylor Scalia, and this is Girl, It Is Time to Thrive. Welcome back to another episode. Today, I have Dr. Caroline on the show, and she and I just met. I don't even know how we met, but we met online. I was on her. I interviewed for her YouTube channel last week, which I will link below. And so now she's on here because she is incredible. And I think she's going to be the perfect guest to just talk about how we put ourselves on the top of our priority list and the importance of self-love and boundaries, because so many of us struggle in that area. So Dr. Caroline, can you introduce yourself? Yes. Thank you so much, Taylor, for having me. Like we sa- you said, we had an interview last week, which was so fun. I was so honored to have you on. So it's a pleasure to be on here. Um, so my background is in clinical psychology. I had specialized in marriage and family therapy. Absolutely loved it, but we're going to be talking a lot about boundaries and prioritizing ourselves. And that's something I did not do and left the field because of my own burnout. And now I'm a female entrepreneur coach. I have a health business and I'm also a co-owner of a solar energy company. So I have a lot on my plate and that's why boundaries are really important, but I'm super excited to have this conversation today. Yeah, me too. You are like the perfect person for this because you wear so many hats, you know, entrepreneur coach, wellness consultant, the co-founder of a company. How do you manage to do all this without burning out? Great question. (laughs) Um, You know, to be honest, when I moved out of the therapy field into coaching, I did burn out a little bit. Um, I was working like 16 hour days. It's like, well, this is the hustle. This is the grind. I'm an entrepreneur. This is what I have to do. And what I realized and through my own therapy and own coaches, like I've always had a village around me to help me because I don't think you can do it alone. And I realized that I was falling into the cycle of burnout and I was able to catch myself faster. And I think that's the biggest piece when we are wearing so many hats, how do we prioritize ourselves and have those boundaries? So for me, like I do wear a lot of hats, but I'm really particular of where my time goes. I like people make fun of me because I have like a color-coded planner of like everything going on. So I know what I'm doing when I'm doing it. But the biggest thing that I think some people forget to do, at least I've seen with clients is scheduling time for themselves. And like, it's okay to not do anything, but and not beat yourself up because you're not doing anything. Um, Cause that was me. <laughs> but I think that's the biggest part of just recognizing where your time is going and how, how do you make that a priority? And that's exactly what I do and I've learned to do through all the ups and downs I've had because I've had plenty of those experiences. I think you said it, you exact, you said exactly it. You had a village of people surrounding you Mm -hmm. and it's kind of segue, but I'm going to segue it back in. I promise how important is having the right people around you, people who love you, who honor you, who respect you while you're one building a business, but two, trying to have boundaries with yourself, with them, with your jobs, like how important is that? Oh my gosh. This is like a fantastic question. It's really about knowing yourself first and foremost, because of what you'll tolerate, what you won't tolerate. And to be quite honest and transparent, I struggled with creating boundaries. When I first started my business, boundaries has always been a thing like professionally, not a problem, like especially in clinical work. 
that was like cut and dry for me. Um, but when I moved into the business space, it was very different. And a lot of times you're going to have naysayers or people who are just like, what are you doing? Or you just left going to school and having this amazing career. And now you're coaching what's going on. Um, so I had a lot of pushback in the beginning. Um, but the people that were really there, they're still around me today. And it's just recognizing to people who have the best interest. And a lot of times people might have the best interest, but they don't know your vision or where you're going or what you want to do. And that's no fault to them. It's just being able to vocalize that and communicate. And having that village for me was so key. And even if you have a therapist, sometimes if it's your first time going into therapy, for instance, I always think it's like kind of like dating where you don't have to commit the first session <laughs> to a therapist and it's kind of finding the right one for you because you might need something now versus maybe five years ago versus like 10 years in the future. And that's absolutely okay. So just kind of normalizing that for people because I think that's important. Even though I don't practice anymore, I'm still, I go to therapy and I'm a huge advocate for it because I feel like I'm constantly learning and growing <laughs> and finding some blind spots. And then when it comes to coaching to just understanding with clients, having boundaries of when I'm available, my clients knowing that upfront in the contract before we even get started, that's like a big aspect of being able to do that. But when it comes to your family and friends, setting those boundaries, because they might not understand why are you working so much or you can't just take the weekend off and whatever it may be, it's just recognizing we create our own schedule. And that's really important to do and just communicating that to people. I'm available from this time to this time. Are you too? Great. No? Okay, let's find another time. So it's just being very direct. And that's what I think with boundaries, you have to be direct because nobody can read your mind as much as it would be so much easier in life if they could. <laughs> but, but communication is key when it, we're setting our boundaries, I believe. Oh, 100%. It's so important. Like I have a mentor right now and the minute I started, I knew her boundaries. So there's no question. There's no like, you know, there's no like that blurred line. Like if I reached out to her on a Saturday, I cannot be offended if she does not respond. I cannot think that she doesn't care about me because she set the boundaries. And as an adult, I'm like, cool, I respect your boundaries. And I think with family members in that village that you were saying, mm -hmm. sometimes as an entrepreneur, like exactly like you said, they don't, it's different, especially if you don't have people with that same entrepreneurial spirit. You know, my boyfriend is the most supportive person in the entire world, but he has no entrepreneur spirit. Like he, he, you know, he doesn't love his job, but like he's fine with his job. He clocks in, he clocks out, he works from home. He's got more free time than I do. But uh, for sometimes it's like, okay, you're not a priority right now. I'm working. Like, I know like it does it like, it's like, I may not be physically working with clients, but I'm working on my business right now. And I think, like you said, that vision, it comes back to voicing it because if you, you cannot mm -hmm. fault someone who doesn't understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. I've had conversations with a few friends who I, I mean, they're very fine. They're respectful. But the minute I say like what the vision is, like you just uh, suggested, I've never really thought to suggest that to people, but they're like, oh, cool. Like, even if they don't get it, even if they don't understand it. So I think mm -hmm. people always think boundaries is just, uh, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to do that. No, 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 no. Like just so like, mm -hmm. like you said, cut and dry, but also, I mean, I mean, I would love your opinion on this. 
boundaries are so much more than just saying mm-hmm. like, no, yes. And no, they are, you go into this. Like, what do you, when people who think mm-hmm. that boundaries are just cut and dry, yes. And no, like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> How would you challenge that a little bit? Yes. Great. Uh, when you go to like, no, like no is a complete sentence. And sometimes you just need to say no for certain boundaries. But when it comes to things that are a little bit more murky where you're not really, it's not clear, it's understanding too. If somebody's asking for your help, for instance, and you're not going to maybe say no, you might say, I would love to help you, but right now I have this going on. How about tomorrow at 2 p.m.? So like really just giving an alternative if you really do want to help them (laughs) or anything like that. But I think it's not just really stiff and it can change. That's the other thing too. That's really important to recognize when we set boundaries, it isn't just cut and dry. Sometimes it depends on the relationship, whether it's business, personal friendship, romantic, whatever it may be, but understanding too, like boundaries can shift a little and that's absolutely okay, but it's still standing your ground. So I think People have a really an easier time setting the boundary, but the follow through is the most important because like what you were saying with your mentor, like you have that established and you, you respect and honor her boundaries and oh, her, um, but being able to like have that aspect, I think is really important to understand too, when we are setting those boundaries. And I say this so much, you're not being rude, mean, cruel. Like I'm a former people pleaser. So I was like, oh, I don't want to be rude or like that's going to be like a little disheartening for them. Or like, I'm so used to just saying yes, but really giving that alternative. And if people are uncomfortable stating those boundaries too, I always have them practice in front of the mirror or write down their bullet points of like why until it gets a little bit more natural, because especially if it's the first time or the first few times that you're setting those, it's going to be uncomfortable, but that's part of our growth and anything that is growing and helping us grow, it's going to be a little uncomfortable but it's to really protect both both parties, the person who's setting the boundary and the person who's receiving the boundary because it's that mutual respect you have for one another. I think that's really important to remember. I love how you put it, like boundaries can shift because we're always evolving, we're always growing. And I, I, I think that's a, a lot of people don't realize that, especially people pleasers. So that we can... <laughs> shift our boundaries because I think sometimes people are like well I finally made boundaries and now I have to stick to that until I'm 90 years old yep (laughs) so I think that's a really good thing for I hope you guys if you're like listening to this like jot that down in your phone like my boundaries can shift as I grow and I evolve so why do you think you know this is mostly women listeners I know men struggle with it too but why do you think women struggle with boundaries on such a broad like deeper level than uh than men yes this is a really good question because women sometimes have a lot more on their plates they're doing a lot more things a lot of times it's more I mean I don't know the statistics but more likely to be the people pleasers or the one that everyone goes to so they're used to that especially high achieving women like that I've run across where it's they're just like okay I'll just take it on even though that consequence of taking on too much is going to potentially lead to burnout or just exhaustion and not really taking care of ourselves and then chronic stress. I mean, there's so many elements that could happen, but I think for women in particular, it's because they're usually juggling more, not to say that men aren't, I think more men are taking more roles on, but women primarily, and like, if we look back in history, women are at home or they're building their businesses and doing more tasks. 
and it makes it a little harder to set those boundaries and they're almost sometimes expected. And that's where we change the conversation of like setting those boundaries for ourselves first. So then we can set it for others as well and knowing when enough is enough. That's good. So setting boundaries for us first, like, I think a lot of people miss that. Uh, you know, like for me, I'm a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. When I think about setting boundaries, I've gone, I've improved so much and I still struggle with it. Like I have to set boundaries. And I, so if now I'm able to start a relationship or go into something new, starting with boundaries, Mm -hmm. but if I have to rewrite something that I've been, I've been a people pleaser for so long and people who've been in my life for, you know, the last year, even the last six months, there's been so much growth. And I'm just using me as an example, because I assume other people struggle with this. How do you go to a a present relationship that has been there and you've been people pleasing? And how do you bring in, introduce those new boundaries? It's hard. Um, I've done it (laughs) because a lot of my friends, I've been friends with 10 plus years and they're used to like the really appeasing, nice, sweet Caroline. And I still am. However, it shifted. (laughs) And I think it's understanding too, when we start setting those boundaries with friends in particular, I'll just use that because that's like fresh in my mind. But when we start setting that, it's going to take time for those around us to adjust to those new boundaries. But I think when people love and care about you so much, they're going to respect it. They might not like it at first because they're used to you a certain way, but it's recognizing too that they are in your corner and they see that growth and they're also evolving in other ways too. It makes it a little bit easier for them to adjust to those. Somebody who doesn't have your best interest might counteract that or like give you pushback significantly because they are they want you to be a certain way. And it's just recognizing that. I mean, when I started setting the boundaries, it was really difficult, but I was really grateful that I had people in my corner that absolutely so loved me and cared about me. And they were just like, all right, this is new. This is a new Caroline, but that's okay. <laughs> um, but I think too, it's just recognizing, like practicing if it is uncomfortable in front of the mirror, writing it down, like those two aspects, like really helped me. And I've seen that with clients as well, where when they write it down or they're practicing in the mirror and their posture too, because if you're setting a boundary and you're all very sweet and like soft-spoken, it might not stick because of how you're presenting the information versus if you're like, this is what it is. This is what I need from you. That's it. So like, I think it's just the delivery and the tone are so important too, to recognize when we are setting boundaries, because that shift can also shift in how they're receiving that information too. I would never have thought of that. It makes complete sense, but you're right. Delivery and tone, like you can be nervous You can even show that you're a little nervous, but if you do sit up taller and you do look them in the eyes and you do that, I just almost knocked my microphone over (laughs) talking with my hands. Um, (laughs) It makes such a difference Mm because it's like, yeah, that's just perfect. So what, how would you, I mean, how would you coach someone or encourage someone if they are, they're trying so hard with this whole boundaries thing with their family, their friends, their clients, they're feeling overwhelmed and someone's disrespecting it. And they don't, they're, they're kind of at this crossroads where do I end this relationship because they can't respect my boundaries or do I just let go of my boundaries a little bit and give it more leeway? Like how would you mentor or coach someone in that, that area? 
fantastic question because this is a really Thank difficult you. situation for a lot of people especially when it comes to like culturally like families and like how certain things are like not acceptable like outside of like when you're trying to create a boundary or you're focused on creating a boundary but it really comes down to when somebody is toxic in your circle and not really respecting what you are trying to accomplish it's really important to look at that relationship and i don't think we should just cut off people but i think we should be really mindful of maybe it's spending less time with that person maybe being really intentional maybe switching the conversation like instilling the boundary because i don't think the boundary should just go away especially if they're important to you and it goes back to our like values and like our moral like compass essentially if this isn't okay how do i navigate this because this happens a lot in families because especially when i worked with um marriage in marriage and family therapy i would see this a lot especially the culture piece is a big one um but i think it's recognizing limiting your time or continuing to address it and not giving up on that boundary and if it's not respected have like a okay what's my next step do i leave the situation do I let them know, okay, I'm not comfortable with this. I need to leave. Being very vocal about it, as long as it's a safe environment too, that's really important. I want to just say that as a disclaimer, um, because every situation could be different. But a lot of the clients that I work with and coach with, it's really about understanding how to limit the time. Or some people have completely cut people out, whether it's like friends, family's a little bit harder and challenging, but it's really understanding where you're at, where the relations at, relationships at, and how you can move forward from that. But the biggest piece is limiting the time and just continuing to keep keep your composure of this is really important to me and this matters. And I feel like anyone who hears that that loves you and cares about you and respects you, they're going to honor that as well. That's a good point because the cultural, you know, I've I've have friends with different uh, backgrounds and their family dynamics. I I'm an observer. I love to observe people. I don't want to be this way, but I can just like go to breakfast by myself and just watch all the families around me. I'm weird. I don't, yeah. it's just naturally who I am, even when I'm not trying. So like, I have observed how the family dynamics are and it doesn't make it right or wrong. It's just so it could be so different. So I think that's such a good like note to put out there that it, this isn't cut or dry mm -hmm. or yeah white or black like it's not mm -hmm. one way or the other we have to put in the backgrounds of people we have to put in different relationship types and I think taking mm -hmm. a step back is uh it's good advice it's simple but it's good advice and it not easy for some people and I think this kind of ties into, you know, we've, we're talking a lot about the boundaries aspect, but how we put ourselves at the top of our, our priority list. So mm -hmm. we've set some boundaries or now we're, we need to start putting ourselves first. And that I know those play, those two tie into each other, but for an entrepreneur, because there are a lot of uh, business owners or especially moms mm -hmm. that listen to this. How, what are like three tips that you can encourage women in general, and then maybe women or moms to start making themselves a priority? Yes. I love this question. Um, I think for what I've seen with my clients and I do work with like a lot of mom entrepreneurs as well, but it's really goes back to scheduling the time for yourself and 
giving yourself that space is really important. So whether it's you delegate having somebody like on the back end of the business, so you have more time for yourself, so you can like go on a walk, be able to just kind of get out of your brain for a minute because entrepreneurship, it's like constant, especially if you're on the online space, it's never ends. And then if your mom on top of that, you really need that alone time, I believe, even if it's just a few minutes. That's the first thing. So schedule it in. The second thing would be really focus on forgiveness um, and knowing that we are not perfect. We are, we have problems, we have flaws, we make mistakes, we are human. <laughs> and recognizing that, and this is a really hard one for a lot of people, there's like this piece of self-compassion of just recognizing, okay, I made a mistake or okay, that didn't go how I thought it would with a client session, whatever it may be, but just acknowledge what happened and move on because it doesn't define who you are as a person based off of a mistake you've made. It's how you come back from that, how you move forward from that. So that would definitely be my second thing because I think it's really important. <laughs> and the last thing is just how we're talking to ourselves as well. I know it kind of ties in with self-forgiveness, but it's more the day-to-day, -day, like really empowering ourselves because some days are longer than others, it feels like, and you are just hitting the ground running or you have the complete day off. But how we speak to ourselves, would we speak to our best friend like that? Mm -hmm. If we would, great. If we wouldn't, we got to check that. And I think that all starts like the mind and body connection is so important to me, but like it starts with the mindset, how we're showing up and we're going to be able to show up more when we're talking to ourselves nicer and kinder because then we are putting ourselves, we're seeing our worth, we're seeing what we deserve in order to put ourselves at the top of the priority list and really just forgiving ourselves for any mistakes that happen it's okay. Recognize it, acknowledge it, own up to it, take accountability and move forward, whatever it is. And then really scheduling that time for yourself is so key. But those would be my top three. Those are really good. And so helpful. That ties into like the last piece that I want to focus on, which I weirdly decided to put focus on it last because it's self-love. And I feel like boundaries and priority come from self-love, but I wanted to focus on it last because people don't always correlate that. They don't understand the importance of it. They don't understand like, yeah, I love myself. It's whatever. Like it's so much more than, yeah, I just love myself. Like self-love is the boundaries. It is the priority, but what else, like why, how can someone start reflecting on loving themselves and embracing themselves and who they are to grow their business, to grow their relationships boundaries and all of that like stacks on top of each other uh such a loaded question it is it. I'm sorry <laughs> no I love it I love it I I think it really goes back to like all the pieces we talked about but people associate self-love with okay yeah I love myself like I buy stuff for myself or I go out to nice dinners or I do this and all those are a piece of self-love and self-care I agree However, I feel like it's deeper. It's the self-worth piece. It's how you value yourself first and foremost. And I think like that's my second core pillar of my coaching because I feel like once you start to truly pour into yourself, like the cup needs to be full. And if it is completely empty at the end of the day, that's where you're seeing people burn out or just running on E and not really taking care of themselves. You might notice like they might look great from the outside, but internally their organs might be a mess. Like you have no idea what someone's going through internally and it starts from the inside out. So it starts with the mindset. It starts with the body. It starts with the soul and just how we interact in the environment day in, day out. And when we aren't 
pouring into ourselves. It doesn't make us selfish where there's so many things like self-love isn't selfish and it's not because it's really about how we react to ourselves, how we speak to ourselves and how we take care of ourselves. And it goes back to that self-forgiveness piece is a huge part of that because we could be building up things internally of like, oh, I didn't do this right. Or like the doubt or anything negative can really impact how you're loving yourself. And that can impact how you're setting boundaries and really showing up for your business and having a successful business too. Because a lot of times, if you talk to a lot of successful people that really embody self-love and they really take care of themselves, that shines through. There's a lot of successful people that might not feel great about themselves. And that sometimes shows whether it's like skin or weight or just how they're showing up like energetically, you can tell the difference. But I think it's really important to recognize how you're talking to yourself, how you're nourishing the mind and the body, journaling, writing it out, just really taking care of what's important to you and recognizing it's an ongoing process. It's always evolving. Like how I was a year ago is different than how I am today. And I keep growing because the more knowledge I get, I apply it and change things with the new knowledge I have now. And I think that's going to always continue, like be continuous. I like how you just said, nourish the mind and the body. Like, yes, if I had to think about self-love in just one small phrase that, that says it, nourish the mind and the body. So true. So we've talked about, you know, making yourself priority and boundaries and self-love. Now, can we hear more about what you do and how you coach people through this and where people can find you and learn more about you? Yes, absolutely. So I have a six-week program that really embodies my four pillars because I went through these four pillars and I've taken clients through it and I've seen the success of really working from the inside out. So the first pillar is work-life integration. So I help my clients understand. I used to say work-life balance all the time, um, but I really feel like it's integrating the two, being able to find pockets of time when you can, especially when people are running multiple businesses or have multiple kids or just multiple family members that they're involved with or anything. So really being able to have that is the first priority. The second one is self-love because once you have that, you're clearer on, Okay, I need to work on this or I need to pour into this. And then the third is boundaries where once you have that, you can really honor and respect those boundaries. You can do it before, but there's more of a success rate, I think. And I've seen with clients doing the boundaries after they've really worked on that self-love piece and then moving into emotional balance with relationships, because like you were saying too, you and your boyfriend, like he's not an entrepreneur. He supports you and everything along those lines. But sometimes it might be a little hard to see in the lens we see in and understanding too the emotions that come through running a business, the roller coaster, and being able to have open communication. That's something I really work heavily on with my clients. Once they've started to set those boundaries, it's more clear of how to communicate with the people around them as well. So I take my clients through that. Um, so I love doing that as well. And then you can find me anywhere with Dr. Caroline Iskowitz on YouTube. That's where I mostly hang out or Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn. And I think I got them all. <laughs> all the social oh, my platforms. Oh. <laughs> yes. <Perfect>. Almost. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on here today. I know that you are a very busy woman and I am so excited to share this because I think this is going to be a really helpful episode and you really just like you hit the nail on the head, like with 
all three areas and how they tie into each other and why they're important. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Taylor. It's amazing what you're doing for everyone that's listening and just getting so many amazing guests on here. So I'm privileged to be on here. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I think we can all agree that Dr. Caroline is incredible, such a great woman. And I hope that you guys go and give her a follow. You enjoyed this episode. Please rate it five stars, leave a review. And as always, guys, be kind to someone. Eat some really good food this week and pat yourselves on the back because it is your time to thrive and that starts within. Bye.